And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of this episode of the Steelers Hangover. And for the first time since, what, January, we actually uh, have a game to be hungover about. And that was last Thursday's Hall of Fame victory over the Hall of Fame game, victory over the Cowboys, 16-3, to your typical preseason game. But I think there's a lot of uh, – a lot of good info to be gleaned from that game. And, and, and in the first half of the show, we, we talked about some players whose stock was rising and falling. And we're going to do this, uh, the same thing in the uh, second half of tonight's show. And with me, as always, is the uh, legendary Shannon White and the legendary Brian Anthony Davis. So uh, how you guys doing? Enjoying the show so far? Fantastic, Tony. And let me tell you this. Just like in preseason, uh we're we're letting different quarterbacks uh, start the game, and so Tony's starting the game here at quarterbacking the hangover, which uh, which he doesn't normally do. I think you're doing a fantastic job, so that's great. I mean, get it getting some reps in there and with the first team, so we, we love it. And uh, Shannon, uh, you're uh, you're doing better than Dwayne Haskins, so love it. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I'm going it, for it. I'm not checking down. I'm going for it. Well, I'm I'm glad you said that, Shannon. <laughs> I, I'm loving this game plan because it's it's allowing me to check down, and, I, and, and that's what I want to do. I just want to you know get rid of the ball as fast as I can. So this has been great. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with a uh, uh, the next player, and that's um, I think somebody we were all super excited about uh, coming off of last year and, and and heading into camp, and I think we're still all excited about him. We're a little puzzled about all these rumors about the coaches being unhappy with his conditioning and his commitment. And that's the uh, second year guard, uh, Kevin Dotson. So I'll start with you. Who did I leave off with last time? Was it uh, Brian or Shannon? I can't remember. Who went first last time? Is it you, Shannon? I think I did. That's right. You did. That's right. James Pierce. So you, Shannon, we'll go with you. What do you think about Kevin Dotson and those rumors? He hasn't played yet. He has, he's barely practicing camp. And he didn't play on Thursday. So uh, it might, this might be an easy answer. What, what do you think of his stock and, and all those rumors? Well, right now it's stock non-existent because he hasn't done anything. Um, I think there was a huge overreaction when um, Tomlin said, you know, he hasn't worked. I mean, you know, he, he doesn't deserve that, you know, first team reps. And people was, you know, really got upset. And But what he's saying is he's been hurt. And he hasn't been able to be out there. Um, I think he's still the best offensive lineman they have. I think he's going to be the starter. Um, but, you know, the best uh, ability is, is uh, bad likes to say, is availability. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been able to be out there. But, you know, the, what made me mad, and, and I call BS, if you remember a few weeks ago, that they was questioning his condition. And I don't think it had anything to do with condition. Now, we still don't know what it actually is about. They're not happy about something. Right. But probably part of it is just because he hasn't been able to be out there. And sometimes if it's a nagging injury, something, you know, soft tissue, it's hard to identify. Uh, they went through it with DeCastro last year. But I'm not as concerned with Dotson. It's because Dotson's so much younger. Right. You know, a, a nagging injury, the older you get, the they takes longer to heal. They it's easier to re get re-injured. So, um, but I'm excited to see Dotson back out there, but it has give uh coward a chance to get all these reps. And I thought he, he looked good in the preseason game. We know he's a powerful run blocker. And uh, so the only thing it's, you know, 
I think Dotson's going to be fine, but it's definitely given Cowher a chance to prove himself and step up. And, you know, it might benefit the Steelers later on in the season. Yeah, I agree. I, it's it's stock non-existent, and 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 when I when you see when you see this stuff in quotes, it, it seems more damning than it actually is. Like when I saw the Tomlin quote from, I forget who who eventually put it out there, but on Twitter, but it, it looked damning. But then when you when you look into it, it's just like he's saying, "Look, this guy is a second-year guy. He hasn't worked. That's why he's not getting first-team reps." It's as simple as that. You know, Tomlin, he he doesn't usually uh, he's not he doesn't usually usually uh mince words when it comes to rookies so i I don't i don't really i'm not really worried about that at all uh what about you brian well first of all wow the live chat's really weighing in on on this one with kevin dotson they're almost split on this but what i'm gonna say about kevin dotson here is i'm gonna kind of slightly disagree with you guys and i'm going to say stock not down i'm just gonna say stock stable and that might sound crazy to a lot of people, but I don't think he is in any danger. When the new depth chart came out today, he's still number one on the depth chart at that guard position. So he's still there. They're expecting him to get healthy. I think this is going to add, look at all the fire that uh, came out of him when those rumors came out and they showed him working out, wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates jersey, by the way. Um, or a mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates T-shirt when he was doing it, but I really think that uh, that if he's hurt, I'm not ready to downgrade his stock. I think he's going to be there when we need him to be there. But there now, there's some people saying that hey, if he's if he's ready, if he's not ready, that they're going to bring more in, more guards in, and they they brought uh, Malcolm Pridgen in today formerly of the uh, Cleveland Browns, who they cut when he was uh, leaving out because of COVID. So they're going to be bringing some guys in to get reps. Just might as well have guys get reps. But I don't think he's in any danger. I do have to bring this up because there's a lot of rumors about him. And you know our house band, one of my all-time <laughs> favorites, Jerry Cherry Band. The only rumors I like are from Fleetwood Mac. I'm going to see your rumors from Fleetwood Mac, and I'm going to raise you a 1986 Timex Social Club and rumors, if you remember that one, Jerry Cherry. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, uh, that's, that's, uh, I didn't see that one. See, that's why, that's why it's, not, it's not as easy to, to host uh, as I thought. With, you know, you get to keep track of the, the co-host and you get to keep track of the live chat. So this is, this is a good learning experience for me. But yeah, that's a good one. I, I'm sorry I missed it. That's a good, uh, a good quote from Jerry Cherry. That's, that's why he's a musical genius. But uh, hey, Tony. Yes, sir. Um, I, yes. I did want to mention because um, somebody was mentioning about why did they bring in more guards? Well, it's just like they brought in uh, another running back. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, and they've had receivers come and go. Is because at camp, you got to have camp bodies. You've got to right. do so many reps. And you don't want to wear out your starters and your, your guys that you're counting on. And mm-hmm. so – especially for uh, the situation that he hasn't been able to be in there, Dotson. Um, and the guys, like I said, coward and, and you got Finney. Now Finney to me, if they're bringing guards in, it's more says more about Finney to me than it does Dotson or coward or, you know, because um, Finney is not a given to make this team. I don't believe yeah. uh, I, I like him. 
Uh, you know, he was proven depth in the past, but he was nowhere near the same player for two teams last year. And I think they definitely want to have more competition. They need camp bodies, but I don't think it has anything to do that with, they don't have faith in Dotson maybe is hurt worse than we think. I, I don't think that's the case. That's a good point. That's a good point. And speaking of line play, and, and, and this is one I want actually, I'm kind of curious to find out what you what both of your opinions are of this guy. Cause I didn't really get a chance to focus on him on Thursday. And I didn't, I didn't see him much on Monday. At least I don't think I did. And that's the veteran alignment that they signed in the off season. Uh, Joe Haig, what do you think about his stock stock up stock down? What about you? We'll start with you, Brian. What do you think? I'm going to say stock up. And here's why I'm going to give my endorsement to Joe Haig. Nobody gave this guy any credence whatsoever. I don't think they gave coward any credence whatsoever. And I'm not talking uh, John Fogarty and Credence Clearwater Revival. I'm talking mm -hmm. about the fact that th these guys were just bums to a lot of people coming in. And I don't think that. I really like bringing Coward and Haig in. I don't know if there's a spot for both of them. There very well could be. But did he do anything that made you go, ugh? I, I th actually thought the line was pretty decent for what they were doing. Now there was that one four yard loss by Najee Harris. That was, uh, was the line, but I, I gotta tell you, they, they were getting, they were getting push. I like what I saw from Kendrick green, but I, I had no problem with Joe Haig coward and even Finney. I, I did not think that that was a bad performance and what did it scream for me? It screamed, excuse me, what did it scream to me? It screamed Adrian Clem. He's yeah. putting his stamp on this offensive line and they're getting nasty and they're getting, they're getting focused. And if you have a backup like that, like a Joe Haig, that's not a bad backup to have. I've seen other backups like Barrett Brooks and uh, Jonathan Scott in the past where I was like, whoa, the, <laughs> this guy is could be a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah, I, I actually was. I don't. I, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna say I was excited about Joe Haig, but I was pleased with that signing. I, I thought he he could had a chance to be like a cheaper version of Matt Filer, maybe not a starter, but somebody who could be versatile and play guard and tackle, which is what they described him as. So I wasn't that that worried about him coming in. I was just curious to see uh, what you thought of him after training because I didn't really get a chance to watch him. Uh, so that's got some good stuff, Ryan. Uh, what about what about you, Shannon? What do you think? Yeah, Haig was. Um, a very solid player for the Colts and he fit their scheme. And I think I talked about this a little last week, but um, Tampa, he didn't. And uh, of course, Tampa was in a lot a similar situation that we are this year with um, a lot of new guys and, and relying on a rookie at tackle there. And, and so as they were gelling and, and improving as the season went along, um, when Haig did have to play, he, he, it was a huge drop off. He had a bad year, but last year with the COVID and, um, I don't care what sport it was, uh, like Brian Reynolds in baseball, the dude could fall out of bed and hit 300 right. and he didn't look the same last year, but he's mm -hmm. a creature of habit. Uh, he's, he's focuses to, on detail, you know? And so that was, you know, you couldn't do that last year because there was so much going on. 
And I, guys like Haig might have been affected as well. So he may be coming to Pittsburgh. They might be a, a better fit for him. And like you said, he could be quality depth. Um, I didn't, I thought he looked decent. Uh, you know, I, he didn't, he wasn't a turnstile. He didn't get blown up. Uh, now they're talking about it at camp. He's, he's, he had a bad day today <laughs> and uh, he, he's having some, some struggles. But um, again, you know, when you look at the talent that he's going up against, it, it doesn't necessarily shock me or concern me that much. Um, for what they've got invested in him, um, I'm hoping he can be a, a, a a reliable backup. Some guys are not meant to be starters, but they can be very valuable as backups. And I think he's one of them. Yeah. If, if they can, if that line can gel and he can uh, make the team as a, uh, as a backup, as a veteran uh, backup and, and provide some uh, insurance as a, a tackle, maybe a fill in for a game or two for injury or, or guard, I think they'll be better off at, rather than being a starter. Um, so, so I'm not really wor- worried about him all that much, uh, but, 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 he did, like, as you said, uh, the whole line struggled uh, on Monday in camp. But but I think people have to remember the Steelers have an elite defense. I think we kind of forget as being fans of the team. It's hard to always look at, at, at your own team, the team that you root for, as, you know, as being an elite, you know, ha- having the elite talent. But they do have an elite defense. So th- those guys are going to struggle. Even, I guess, even if they were uh, uh, pro bowlers, they'd probably struggle against those guys. That's just how good that line is, that, that front seven. So. Uh, we, I think we should go next to the rock star, the guy who probably is going to have the, uh, Isaac Redman award changed and in, in, in named after him. And that's the punter Presley Harbin. I mean, I don't even know why I'm asking. We'll start with you, Shannon stock up, stock down. Uh, what do you think of this guy? Is he a bum? What, what, what do you think of, uh, of Harbin so far after that game against the Cowboys on, on Thursday? I didn't even mention him in my stock report article. <laughs> and people was like, why didn't you mention Harvin? I mean, you know, because he had a, any punter's dream uh, beginning, you know, start of a, a career. I mean, uh, everything he did worked out. I thought personally that he mishit one ball that hit the ground and built up momentum and they fumbled it and we recovered it. And <laughs> everybody on was like, oh, he created that fumble. <laughs> he created the fumble. I thought it was a miss hit, but yeah, you know, so he already has a huge following, right? You know, he can he, the fact that he isn't Jordan Berry has endeared him to uh most of Stiller Nation. Um, but they say in camp that it's been a close competition thus far, and uh, I don't know of all those kicks they missed in the game, and of course, it was Slowman and. He's not going to be around when the regular season starts, but those kicks were way off. I mean, they went, uh, I don't know, was the laces out? I mean, is this a, you know, Ace Ventura situation? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I made a joke that uh, he was, uh, Sloman was calling him Dan Marino on the sidelines. You know? <laughs> but uh, he, um, you know, that's part of it is that holding position, placeholder. And, uh, but as far as just his leg and, and, the talent he he uses talent, um, and so the stocks through the roof. And if he can be consistent, I think it's he the job's his. But he's going to have to be consistent because Barry does great at camp, the preseason. He does great till there's pressure, and when the Steelers really need a big kick to get out of their end of the field, that's when he miss hits it yeah. and he shakes one. So 
as far as just he's not shied away and he ain't giving him the position that's for sure no uh and 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 that as you uh, said uh that that the holding thing might be the x factor we never considered uh that's an important thing since they don't like uh quarterbacks to do that anymore it's it's a rarity to see a quarterback hold in the nfl so uh what about you brian Well, absolutely, Shannon White, you're you are uh, spot on as far as that goes. When you're talking about Jordan Berry, because yeah, they're they're talking about him having a great camp, but the Steelers really need to remember past events and remember exactly what you get, and you do not get a complete sixteen, and now this year seventeen games out of Jordan Berry, and and. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a significant drop off for the uh, the Presley Harvin the third hype to to go down, because I would think that if he gets if he gets cut, he's not making a practice squad. Mm-mm. He's not making. He will not be <laughs> kept on the Steelers practice squad. Someone's going to snap this guy up. <clears throat> Right. already because that was a nationally televised game and people were talking about him and i would be really shocked if uh if he does not win this job he would have to have three terrible games if he's consistent that's fine if he's average that's fine but if he's terry jordan berry bandwagon but that bandwagon is still I mean, with the exception of uh, you know anybody that doesn't like Jeff Hartman, um, <laughs> everybody is everybody is on the uh, the Presley Harvin the third bandwagon because uh, I mean you just have to disagree with Jeff to be on the the Barry bandwagon right now. But He's a fighter. Jeff calls him the weasel for a reason because he keeps on coming back. <laughs> it reminds me of Rocky, too, when uh, when they say to him, I saw you've been beat before, and the man keeps coming back. He's just no good for us, baby. He's just no good for us. <laughs> when Duke says that to Apollo, I'm like, yes. And I'm thinking about that now with Jordan Berry. Let's go. I, I'm on the Presley Harvin bandwagon, and I think uh, – I think he's fantastic. So stock to, to quote Wes and everybody else stock way up. Woo. We even had a stock emoji. Oh, my ceiling, <laughs> my ceiling cracked. That's how, that's how fast the stock has risen. All right. We'll do one more and then we'll do some um, question. No, we'll do some, uh, what's, what's the uh, rapid fire. So we'll do one more. Cause I, I really, I'm really curious about this guy based on one play oh. on Thursday. And uh, I'll start with you, Shannon. I think it's no, no. I'm see the wrong reads. I'm making the wrong reads. I'll start with you, Brian. And that is uh, the, the receiver, Matthew Sexton, <laughs> after that 36 yard punt return. Is this stock is obviously up, but is it uh, is it Foles gold or or does he have a real shot of uh, of making this team? What do you think? It is not fool's gold and it is stock up because they've been talking about this guy when they were talking about Isaiah McCoy and they were talking about, uh, uh, gosh, I, for uh, Rico, 
Rico Suave, Rico Bussy, mm -hmm. when they were talking about Bussy, you know, they were saying there were people inside the organization says, yeah, you're talking about these guys, but hey, there's Matthew Sexton here too. So, I mean, we're yeah, we do. Wes, I agree with you. Need to see more from him. But game one stock is up. I agree with you completely on that because we definitely need to see more. He's got to keep on impressing because there is a lot of competition there. Now, I, I'm going to throw in another name that I just mentioned, Rico Bussy. I think stock's down because everybody was, was ready to say that he's the one that's going to break through on the roster. And we didn't see anything from him in that game. So what we saw of Matthew Sexton, which, you know, they threw to him in the end zone too. And he, uh, I, I thought that, uh, I thought that he looked pretty good being out there. Of course he was a third and fourth quarter action, but that's a guy to look at and to uh, really consider and take seriously. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I kind of wrote him off. Uh, maybe, maybe I should rethink that, uh, that uh, assessment. Uh, what about you, Shannon? Sexton looked really good on that punt return uh, because, you know, he has incredible burst uh, four, three, four or something speed. Um He's undersized, but so's Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, that's who I think he's mainly competing against as mm -hmm. far as for the punt return position because both guys, due to their speed, can be used in in those sweeps and and you know get them in the slot and get them in mismatches. Uh, of course, they can do that with Anthony McFarland as well. Um, but you got Tyler. I think it's Tyler Simmons. Uh, they caught the touchdown in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Um, and you know, somebody said, well, we didn't see anything from Rico Bussy. He got one target. Um, and you know, that's one play. Um, uh, Sexton made one play. Um, uh, I think Washington got two targets and it, you know, uh, and he wasn't too happy about it, but if right. you look at that depth chart and the mm -hmm. amount of talent, you know, that they have that, that you know, they brought in the receivers. Cody White ain't even seen the field yet. And they really want to look at him. Uh, Johnson, you know, he's a bigger receiver. It, it's something how they are. And they can just find these guys, these hidden gems. And Sexton has the potential to, to be that, especially with that speed. You know, you want that breakaway speed if he if he fills other needs too. And uh, he definitely has it. So, um you know, he, he did make that punt return. And I, I mean, so you have to say stock up, uh, but you know, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And me too. It's so funny how life is in the NFL is for when, when a fringe roster player. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, even though he had a great year last year as a punt return, he really came on after making the team Ray, Ray McLeod. When you're on the, when you're one of the, the bottom 53 players, I mean, there's always somebody that's coming for your job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, all it could take is a few, a few great weeks of training camp from Sexton and, and a few plays in, a, in the preseason. And all of a sudden Mike Tomlin and, and company are going, Hmm, maybe, maybe this is the guy we're going to, we're going to go with. Maybe he has a uh, more upside than Ray Ray and we're going to go with him. So it's a, those are very good points. So now we'll do some, some rapid fire up, up stock up stock down to round out the show. And uh, I'll start with you, Brian. And that would be um, Buddy Johnson. Stock up. Shannon? Way up. 
All right, that's what I like to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to. Re- he's starting to grow on me, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, that's glad. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Mason Rudolph, Shannon. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't give you the answer because it's rapid fire. So I'm gonna say even. <laughs> Brian. Stock down. Ooh, yeah, I kind of figured. Kind of figured it would be that way. Uh, all right. Um, uh, Kenneth, uh, Kendrick Green, uh, Brian. Stock up. Shannon. Way up. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. I saw him. It was only one play on Monday, but but whoever he was going up against, he pushed him like five yards back. Now it might not have been real. It might have been just uh, uh, it seemed like it was real to me. But that was nice to see. All right, um, uh, Isaiah Bugs, Shannon. Down. <laughs> Brian. Down. Justin Lane, Brian. Down. Shannon. Down. That's a pretty easy one. Uh, Antoine Brooks. Shannon. Down. Brian. Up. Ooh, okay. All right. We'll make that the last one. Since you guys uh, disagree on that, we'll, we'll get you to ex- <laughs> you'll get, we'll get you to uh, flesh that out. Why do you say uh, Why do you say up, uh, Brian? I really think that uh, I mean he still is number one on the death chart. I still believe that they see what he's doing in camp and they like what they see. You know, any of these guys. There's not a huge sample size because it's just the Hall of Fame game. So we need to see more. But I really like what I'm seeing so far. Did he do anything to make you feel like he was a liability there? And I'm going to say no. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see uh, much as far as uh, him being exposed on 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 Thursday. But I was, you know, I was more excited going into the game because I wanted to see him because they were talking about him possibly uh, winning that slot role if, if Cam Sutton stayed on the outside anyway. So, uh, Shannon, well, why do you say stock down for Antoine Brooks? Nothing necessarily that he's doing. When he was in the game, they blitzed him relentlessly. And I even made a comment in the live chat. I said, you can't blitz him every day on time. Because they, <laughs> they took advantage of that and rolled the quarterback out, hit the tight end. He left the tight end wide open in the flat. Hmm. Um, so part of it wasn't his fault. It was how they was using him. But I still think that Millett has better quickness and – can do a lot of the same things, but he will be able to match up with the, the quicker slot guys. Um, that's why I believe it'll be kind of a committee mm-hmm. to whereas uh, Millette will try to cover some of the quick guys. Uh, Brooks will play a lot against the Ravens, the Titans teams with a heavy run offense. And I even think that you might see Norwood in some packages uh, because he's, he's very instinctual. He's not physical at all. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to show he can tackle. He, he can't do the grab and be dragged tackle uh, technique that he's using. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think you'll see multiple guys in that slot. I don't think it's just going to be one guy like it was with Hilton. 
That's interesting. Yeah, uh, slot by committee, and it's funny you mentioned them blitzing Brooks a lot because that was something that Hilton was extremely good at. I mean, that was just mm-hmm. something that he was better at than maybe any other slot corner in the NFL, and that was certainly a strength playing the run and playing at the line, like closer to the line of scrimmage than it was in, in, in pass coverage, even though he did gain a reputation as one of the top slot corners in, in the NFL. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's the, the route they're taking. Maybe they wanted to see him in that role and, and, mm-hmm. and, and see how, how well he did at blessing the uh, quarterback. So on that note, uh, what do you guys think? Think, think we should uh, wrap it up? Think we should take some questions? I'm open for suggestions. We have like five, six minutes to go. Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and wrap it up, but let's talk about the lineup and what's coming up on BTSC Radio. Now, if you listened yesterday and saw on uh, saw on YouTube last night, the Scobro Show was on once again, and that the reason being is it's another Thursday game. So what happens, that kind of takes everything and uh, blows our lineup out of the water and we've got to make some changes and it's our preseason too so you're going to see the Steelers preview again tomorrow night but make sure you don't miss at 5 a.m tomorrow morning you're going to have Michael Beck and you're going to have the live mic then at noon we're going to be debuting another new show you know we've been debuting new shows if you haven't had a chance to catch the uh fantasy football fix on wednesdays that'll be out again if you haven't had a chance to check out the power half hour on saturdays that will be out again but a new one for tuesdays so as we continue with our fall lineup on the steelers cutting room floor mr jeffrey benedict and nobody breaks down game plans and breaks down play like jeffrey so i'm excited to hear that audio show that will be debuting tomorrow as well I'm actually going to go ahead, and as soon as I get off here, I'm going to go ahead and check out what he sent me and listen to it, and I can't wait to hear it. So that's something you're going to need to check out as well. Um, on Know Your Enemy's back, fellas. I don't know if yeah. you know that, but we're yeah. back to Know Your Enemy, so it's no longer the curtain call. We have Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict on that show. On Thursday, you're going to have the Steelers post-game show instead of the Steelers preview. Why? Because you guys really want to be checking out the Steelers and Eagles instead of uh, anything else. <laughs> hey, there's no Olympics to take you away from it. There's nothing like that. I mean, I know my wife was like, we're not watching the Olympics tonight. We've watched it seven, <laughs> 16, 17 straight nights, and I love it. But no, the Steelers are on. The Steelers trump the Olympics. So, And if I could mention, Tony and I talk about this all at the same time. 1984 was one of our favorite Steeler years of all time. Oh, yeah. It was a nine and seven team. They went to the AFC championship game. 1984 is one of my favorite years of all time. Cause that's when I really got into music. I was really excited. That was a huge Olympic year, a gold medal year, the Mary Lou Retton year. I know she's the, uh, the still the queen of West Virginia, I believe Shannon um, <laughs> from Fairmont, <laughs> Fairmont, West Virginia. I live close to there, uh, but that was a huge year. That was definitely a huge year. And that was a big year for me in music because of a man named Bruce Springsteen. That's when I discovered Bruce Springsteen. That's not when he came out. He was way before there, but that's when I, I checked him out for the first time. And who wins a silver medal in the Olympics this year? In a year where the Steelers could 
go ahead and make it to the AFC Championship game and maybe do more damage, we hope. Bruce Springsteen's daughter, Jessica Springsteen, wins an equestrian wow. horse jumping silver medal. Almost won the gold. They had a jump off. So <laughs> I had to bring that up. You didn't? No, yeah. yeah that is know. his the boss's daughter. I had no idea. Wow. <clears throat> that's that's amazing. So, I really there, I hope there I you hope go. If they have that kind of year, the Steelers, if they if they have that same kind of 84 year, I think. I shouldn't say well take it because we'd probably be all angry after after the game, but <laughs> but you know if, if if we fast forward for like six months and say oh they lost in the AFC Championship game, I think people would be would be uh, happy with that based on the, uh, <laughs> the predictions so far this off season. Hey, one more thing too, uh, you know they're looking for a new host of Jeopardy. It is not going to be my man jerry cherry because with questions like this what van halen album came out came out in 1984 that would be really bad on jeopardy so i don't think that uh jerry cherry is going to get that spot whatsoever to replace alex trebek because if you don't know the answer to that it's in the question (laughs) yeah um that's when I discovered Van Halen, 84 Jump. That's the first song I remembered from that from that group, Jump. But uh my man in 84 was Michael Jackson. So that's when I think of 84, that's what I that's who I think of, Michael Jackson in Thriller. But so I guess we'll uh, we'll call it a night. And uh, I'll let you I'll let you take us out, Brian, because you're better at that. So you, you have a, a whole thing that you do, so I'll let you do that. You take it away, Brian. Wow, I tell you what. Man, I, I thought I was going to get to get to sign us off with the end of the Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm bummed, but well, okay. Well, I mean, That's all right. Hey, thank you so much, Steeler BTSD Nation. And I, I got to tell you, I'm having trouble tonight with the lag, so I do apologize. That's one another reason why Tony is is uh, hosting the show. So I do apologize for the lag, but what we'll do here is uh, I will say to BTSC nation for a uh, bad hashtag, bad company. And all of you out there, we really appreciate you. Look, we can't do these shows without you. We can't add all these shows without you. You make it possible. You are our muses. You're the reason we do these shows. So thank you so much. And this is a labor of love for us. It's not even work. We enjoy this, so thank you so much. So we ask you to do three things, and it's really simple. Tony, put up the numbers for me, my man. Let's say one. Number one, be safe. Number two, be true to yourself. And number three, always be behind the steel curtain. And All right. To quote the great Rowdy Roddy Piper, just when you think you got all the answers, we keep changing the questions. <laughs>